Previously on Nerd Punches Nerd. But fine, if you don't accept that one, oh, my I second movie it. that I was going to pick. Take it if you want. I just. <laughs> you I don't. I don't think it's, it's going it. to be the nerdiest movie. Uh-huh. Um, but that's not my ultimate choice. My ultimate choice is going to have to be Star Wars. Hello, it's been a couple months since we've last talked, at least in a formal setting. How you doing? I'm good. I mean, these last couple months have uh, really been, have been, uh, been a little interesting, a little, a little bit of a game changer. Um, not really. I'm still just as nerdy as ever. Oh, that's beautiful. Well, um, this is Nerd Punches Nerd, and today... Wait, um, what? Oh, I thought I was on. I thought I was on the the Loveline podcast, right? That's still going on, right? With uh, Doctor right. Manhattan and mm-hmm. uh, Jimmy Kimmel, right? It never ended, and it's still going on even today. In fact, uh, okay. The last episode starred, I believe, Andy Dick, and he mm, just Andrew himself yeah. never stopped talking. So, okay, yeah. cool. Even after the cameras turned off, they just said, "Nope, no, I'm sleeping here now." And uh, that's what happened. Okay. Well, I mean, if that's the way it's got to go, that's the way it's got to go. You know? So, I'm Jeremy, and I'm here today with Benj E. to talk about the latest Star Wars movie. Installment, if you will. Before we get started, I have a question for you. Now, do you recall the order of Star Wars movies that you've seen? Like, do you remember... How you went about watching them? Oh, I do indeed. Should I divulge said information? Go ahead. Okay. So the first one we watched was on uh, VHS um, from Blockbuster Video. We watched, well, it might have been Blockbuster. It might have been Hollywood Video. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, it was, a, it was an in-town uh, um uh, video rental location, and we got Empire Strikes Back first, which was pretty interesting. And then we watched that, and I actually think that's the only time I've seen Empire Strikes Back in its entirety. Oh. Um, strangely enough, uh, yeah, I gotta get on that. But then, um, then I believe I saw, <sighs> yeah, I saw Return of the Jedi next. I saw Return of the Jedi next, and then I saw uh, A New Hope, and then I saw Phantom Menace. And then I saw Attack of the Clones, and then I saw Revenge of the Sith, and then I saw The Force Awakens. All right, because I remember it a little bit differently. Uh-huh. I mean, when I first saw Star Wars, I was very young, to the uh-huh. point where I did not understand what was happening. I thought that they blew up Earth and not Alderaan. Right. Uh, I, I do remember thinking that Jed Porkins, you know, the fat X-Wing... <laughs> That's his name, all right? Baby. His name is Jed Porkins, and he was originally old Jed. He was originally going to have a pig nose, but I guess Lucas decided that even... <laughs> he was like, and that was his limit. That was his limit. He was like, well, maybe he should have... Oh, he was, like, really indecisive about it. He was like, should I have the pork nose or should I not? I mean, you know, I, 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 it still may be a little too subtle, Okay. Like, he thought the pork nose was a little too subtle. Well, I had this great idea for, like, if I knew how to do, like, you know, animation, I would do, like, you know, 
like a James Bond ripoff that was like Porkins. Jack Porkins. And like, you know, he'd like stuff into his egg swing, like barely fitting. He'd like fall off of it and smash into the Death Star, breaking it in half. You know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Bad jokes. So, you know, bad jokes. <laughs> I just yeah. I remember thinking that he looked a lot like uh, one of my friend's dads, who at the time, in fairness, was pretty overweight. And he had a very similar beard and hair color. Mm-hmm. But and, uh, and a snout like snout. But if you had asked me any details, I would not have been able to give it to you. No. And he probably couldn't command a, a, a you know, a space fighter or whatever right. those things are called. X-Wing, right? That's what they're called? Yeah. X- yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. I mean, I don't remember exactly the order of which I saw things after that. It was either Empire or Return of the Jedi, and it wasn't in the entire thing either. Because I remember we were all in a hotel once, and part of Return of the Jedi was on, and we watched, like, the end of it. And mm-hmm. then later, the way I remember the VHS thing is that we got them in order. That we got right. Star Wars 1 first, and then Empire and Return of the Jedi. Because I don't know why we would have gotten it out of order. That doesn't make any sense to me. Um, I think we just got, I think, pro- what I'm guessing happened, because I'm almost, po- I can tell you why I'm almost positive that we did Empire Strikes Back first. But uh, I think what happened was, what I'm guessing is that... Um, uh, we had been talking somewhere, some way, maybe when we had a family meeting or something, we decided we were going to get uh, Star Wars, and maybe we had all talked about it or something like that. And, right. um, and um, you know, probably what happened was, was that the only Star Wars movie that was that was not sold out at the video rental place was Empire Strikes Back. That's what I'm guessing. And they were just like, okay, whatever, we'll just watch a, a Star Wars movie. You know what I mean? Okay, well maybe you're right. And the, the reason the reason I'm like ninety nine point seven percent sure that that I didn't see a New Hope first is because when I besides the fact that I think I remember that way, I remember when I saw um, the Death Star, the original Death Star. I was like, wait, this looks like that thing from Return of the Jedi, but it's more complete. Oh, like, okay. <laughs> that's what happened. So, so I'm pretty sure I saw a New Hope last. Well, okay. So I uh, now. I know you saw at least one of the special edition movies in the, uh, in the theater. I guess maybe you don't remember oh, I, that. Oh, I did see Empire Strikes Back, I'm pretty sure, um, in, in for the special edition. Right, okay. so I, I saw all three of them that year. In 97, mm-hmm. they released all three. This was kind of like it was the 20th anniversary of the first one, and mm-hmm. they and they re-released all three, and they would all had been sort of like tweaked in different changes. and. Uh-huh. I remember, for the most part, being, like, okay with it. And the truth is, in those days where, you know, it wasn't, or at least my feeling was that I didn't really know what the internet was complaining about, because it was in 97, so <laughs> the places that people tended to argue were, like, on news you weren't, you, you weren't on Your hotbot email didn't get any notifications of what they were talking about in the chat rooms. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I didn't even really notice about the Han shot first thing. Uh, you know what I'm talking about, Han shot first? Uh, yeah, right. Right, so in right. in the Go original, ahead. the one we saw in VHS, when Han Solo is approached by Greedo mm-hmm. to, because like, ooka buka buka, you owe Jabba money, Han's like, listen, buddy, Greedo, pew, shoots him. Mm-hmm. And he changed it, in the special edition for Greedo shooting first, like a second first and then Han shooting. 
Now, this was so right. fast that when I saw it the, in the theater, I didn't notice any difference. I didn't hear about the complaints until later. And then when I actually rewatched it, then, you know, it was a lot. I was like, oh, when I was looking for it, I was like, oh, right. And then he changed it later on in the in the in a later release to shoot at the same time because it was almost right. like, oh, fine, they'll shoot at the same time. He, he was just being kind of a little baby about it. But <laughs> there's there's a lot of little things here and there. I mean, I remember the Jabba thing was weird and he threw a lot of extra CGI in there. And I remember mm-hmm. thinking that it was all right. But the thing is, a lot of that stuff does not hold up well, especially not now. And you, mm-hmm. If you go back, and I have, and look at the stuff, even in the Blu-rays, which I also have, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah. yuck. So, yeah. I think that it's sort of interesting, because when you look at like these, like the prequels, I think a lot of people were very much disappointed. They're, you know, remember, so that's, so that's that. In '97, you had all these movies released, and then in '99, you had the prequel. And people were really hyped up. The trailer, yeah. the trailers were good. They were good trailers. Yeah, great. And the, the big thing is that is that the Jedi, like it was a kind of updated fighting style. You know what I mean? Like people were talking about it, especially people around my age when I was a kid at the time. But we were like, because it actually showed. Like I remember when I saw the previews, I was like, oh wow, that makes sense because the Jedi's are master warriors. No wonder they're moving so so crazily good because. You know, by, by the time I saw Star Wars, I thought it was cool. I saw the, the way they were fighting it was cool. But it wasn't like, I mean, maybe for, like, the late 70s, early 80s, the way that, that the Jedis were fighting and moving looked really cool and, and flashy um, by those standards. But by the time I saw it, it just looked like typical action movie stuff. Still exciting, but it didn't look like they were moving in any special way. But, well, but when, when The Phantom Menace came out, that was yeah. also around the same time as The Matrix and stuff like that, where people were really upping the ante with... Uh, with, uh, with uh, battle choreography. Um, well, and, I mean... And they also sped up, right? Didn't they speed up the... Uh, yes, the, there's a little the, bit of that. I mean, I, we could talk for hours about issues with the prequels and what worked and what didn't work. I've already had conversations right. with people about it even recently. But mm-hmm. that's not what the point is. You know, there's some of these things we can tie into when we talk about uh, number seven. Right. But uh, I think a lot of people were very much disappointed. Even now... I think mainly because of Jar Jar Binks, people say Phantom Menace is the worst. They're wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Attack of the Clones is the worst. Yeah, Attack of the Clones is yeah, definitely the worst. But, you know, when the trailer for Force Awakens was coming out, you know, I, I saw the teaser and then the teaser trailer. I did not watch the trailer because then I thought, that's probably going to have dialogue. I don't really want to see that. Right, right. You know, I, I couldn't help watching those first two things just because they were just like, I had to see a little bit. And right. I thought that, I guess you haven't still haven't seen them, right? Yeah, no, no, no. I, I tried to avoid, I know I saw the first teaser. Right. That's it. Because I wanted to, I guess, somewhat wet my palate, you could say. But, yeah. Um, uh, and especially because I, <laughs> the very first teaser, there was a guy who did like a special edition version mm-hmm. <laughs> where they put in like, uh, all like a lot of the crap that he put in with the special edition changes, like <laughs> like like like, like like when when Kylo Ren is stomp, which I didn't know his name at the time, was like stomping through the woods. He passes by the ghost of of Hayden Christensen. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, and then yeah, so there's all like um, <laughs> there's like a Han shot first thing where it, when Han Solo gets shot, his head like moves like ridiculously like 
with they like they CGI'd it terribly, so it looks like a bobblehead. <laughs> and so they did that with Poe Dameron when he's flying, except his head goes boop doop with like a shot comes at him. It was the same kind of nonsense. Right, right, right. Um, <laughs> the, but so I that was what I did. I tried to stay away from any discussion of characters' names or any you know speculation. I couldn't unfortunately just by seeing headlines. Sometimes I heard things like people saying where's luke in the movie like ah i don't want to hear that mm-hmm. i don't care whether where he is or not right you know and then you know but this was before people had even seen the movie people were just speculating based off of like the trailers and you know the promotional material and stuff because it's not like he wasn't around during promotion of the actual movie it's just like he wasn't in any of the trailers of course now we know why that was but I'm just saying it was like, you know, and then then they're all like, oh, yeah, okay, so this guy's the evil guy. And, like, you know, Entertainment Weekly would have, like, here's the evil characters and here are the good characters. Like, no, I don't want right, to read that. Right. right. And I, so I just, like, I would, like, skip past that stuff. Unfortunately, I couldn't right. help but, like, just pick up little bits and pieces here and there. And then, you know, when I went to see it with my buddy uh, Yehuda, you remember him. Mm-hmm. You know, he said, he said, yeah, I've been trying to stay away from spoilers, too. And it's like, you know. You know, he said, like, although, you know, I, I heard that, like, Luke isn't in it very much. And I said, well, why would you say that? Why would you <laughs> say that to me? I know, I know, I know. I've, I've, been, I've been pretty successful at, like, not getting, not having a lot of spoilers thrown at me. Because I just go, blah, 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 blah. I get very obnoxious about it. But right. I finally saw it today, so. Right, so, so I, let's, yeah. let's talk about it. And, of course, there will be spoilers for it. So let's just start. What? Jeremy, do can you do a spoiler alert, please? Okay. For the uh, <laughs> spoilers, ahoy, ahoy, <laughs> spoilers. So, uh, all right. Yeah, I, I'm glad you did that spoiler alert. That's a that's an all encompassing one. All right. So first impressions. What do you feel? First impressions are, I liked it. I would not have liked it as much if it weren't Star Wars. I liked certain things they did with the overall story um that the story the plot itself of this movie was kind of forced and that i'm very glad that adam from girls was in it that mm-hmm. was a little bit of a shocker so those are my initial mm-hmm. first impressions mm-hmm. but so yeah uh, do you want to say yours or should i elaborate a bit on that? <laughs> well i remember like when i you know walked out i was like hmm i liked it yeah. Uh, and I will say the more I've thought about it, the more I've liked it as well. So it's one of these things where as I've considered it and as I've talked about it, you know, the more I've read people's stupid complaints and nitpicks, the more mm-hmm. I've liked it. Especially because there are there definitely are issues and it's not a perfect movie. But then I mm-hmm. see someone who's like blah 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 zero out of ten. I'm like, you know what? Screw you. Now I like yeah. it more. Well, I mean, you because can't. You also can't avoid it because there's so much fandom stuff around it. I, I know. You know, I, I should make before we get into specifics. I should also make the point that I think really what it sounds kind of sad, but I, I don't think it's actually so bad when you think about it. But but I think people just really we just really needed a Star Wars that was that was at least a little bit better than the prequels. I think it's a I lot better that, than the prequels. Yeah, no, 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 I know, but that, that, I think that's all we really needed for the time being. Seriously, so we can steer right. it in, in some other direction. Right. Because cause the overall, because the thing about it is that the overall the pantheon or saga or whatever is is interesting and good, and people 
and and people want it and people want it, people really want it to be good so you know i it it was in terms of a movie itself it was kind of a fun action movie but it, but the connections like it, it, this is one of those examples where you cannot separate the the context from it you know what i mean i mean there was no doubt there wasn't there was no doubt there was going to be some like uh fan service stuff or some things of like oh remember this guy or this guy you, you know what i mean just like stuff like that but it it mm-hmm. was not it didn't hit you over the head with it too much. I thought there were times it was going to hit you over the head too much with some of that stuff. Like, ah, remember this? Remember this thing? They did do that, but it wasn't so, so bad. I, I don't know. You know, they're, they're, they're in a tough situation where, where it's they, – they really got to – they really kind of got to skirt this line pretty severely beca- because mm-hmm. even though I have my pick of directors and screenwriters who I think would do a better job in, 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 with the movie – I understand why they're not going to go with someone who's like a little more cutting edge or, you know, they, they kind of have to do someone who's going to, who's going to be, who's going to be, um, I don't know, a, a palatable to a wide audience, right. um, but still better than George Lucas, you know, and better than Roland Emmerich and right. Michael Bay. I mean, the thing is, so. it's funny, like, you know, considering how much J.J. Abrams has done, he's done a lot more TV than movies, you know, mm-hmm. what did he do? He did Mission Impossible 3, this two Star Trek movies, Super Cloverfield? 8. Cloverfield? Right? No, he didn't direct that. He just produced that one. Oh, okay. He, Super 8, which was like his Spielberg homage, and now Star Wars. And that's it. That's five movies he's directed. So, I mean, for, 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 a, for, for a director in Hollywood, that's still pretty good. Well, I mean, it's good also considering, you know what he's made out of them. And I'm not saying it's like, oh, look at this guy, he's only made five movies. I mean, obviously he's been in the business since the 90s. So it's like, you know, it's not like he hasn't been doing stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I look at him like a better, like a better Zack Snyder, I guess you could say. Like, I don't think he's, I don't think he's that amazing. Um, But I think he's he's got a little more substance than just fun stuff. There's, There's a little more there. I just don't think it's like, a lot, a lot, um, and whatever. That's right. fine. Like I, I can handle it for for Star Wars. I, I, I you know, for Star Trek, it was like, Meh. well, it's you funny know? because you're saying like you think you'd like someone more cutting edge. Well, mm-hmm. guess who's directing the next one? His, it's oh, a, it's, it's not JJ. I thought he's doing the whole. Nope, the whole he, next. This is the oh, only one. Oh. It's Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson okay. did a Brick and Looper. And he also directed yeah. a couple episodes of Breaking Bad, including Ozymandias. Oh, okay, okay. Now that's cool that they're doing that. They're changing it up. Ah, but who's is is uh, uh, Lawrence Kasdan is screenwriting? I know he's one of two, but is he screenwriting? Did he, is he writing the next one too? He is. Yeah. He is. In fact, supposedly it's already been written, and they're just you know because remember this is supposed to come out, you know, I think two thousand. Seventeen, I believe, is the answer. Wait, did he? Did he? Did uh, Lawrence Kasdan do any of the original Star Wars? Didn't he? Yeah, that's right. He did this. He did the second two. So actually, it's funny. Yeah, I was right. just talking about this with Daniel. So George Lucas is the sole screenwriter for the first one. Right. In the second one, he provided the story, but Lawrence Kasdan and this other guy were the main screenwriters. George Lucas was only credited as story, not screenplay or director. For the third movie, Return of the Jedi, he is a screenwriter again with Lawrence Kasdan. And this okay. one is, you know, it's more, it's like Lawrence Kasdan, J.J. Abrams also helped, etc. 
So, so, so who's, is there any one particular person who's overseeing the whole thing that's like producing the whole thing? Oh, well, yeah, J.J. Abrams is, and so is Kathleen. That's what, yeah, oh, yeah, okay. And Kathleen Kennedy as well. She's like, right. uh, she's like, you know, executive producer type. Um, I'll tell you what I'm a little, is interesting, but I'm also kind of worried about, which is the third one. We said we aren't even at the second one yet, but it's Colin Trevorrow, who he did Jurassic World, and he also did this indie film, Safety Not Guaranteed. It was just one of the same things that they did with Spider-Man and Fantastic Four, where they take an indie director and then throw him up to make a, a huge blockbuster. And right. Spider-Man did decently, of course. It definitely made a profit, even if it wasn't critical which success. Spi- which, spider- which Spider-Man was it? The new one, Amazing Spider-Man. And yeah. Fantastic Four, obviously, was a bomb. And Jurassic World is the second most profitable movie of 2015. So, and the you know, second worst. <laughs> oh, please. There were like two different Adam Sandler movies. <laughs> uh, hey, don't speak about my boy that way. Um, all well, right, so let's, let's, let's get – so so I think we should get to some like specifics. Right. Um, about, I mean, should we just do a, a pro and con list the discussion with them, or should we, you know, like, you know – and, uh, and talk talk over each of those, or yeah. Well, want? why don't you start by telling me the problems that you had? Um, you know, it started off. I think it did. The first five minutes were pretty strong, which which is not insignificant if the first five minutes are are strong. I mean, I thought mm-hmm. I thought that was good. Um, how how like like it really it really showed. I mean, like you know, it could have just been like cookie cutter, uh, a cookie cutter like bad guy stuff happening, but they come in and they they. They question a village. They 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 take it over and then they kill everyone. That's that's pretty intense. Right. So I think that Whoa. sets up some good antagonism. But right. what what I didn't what I didn't like, I mean, after that, I mean, it, it, most of the movie was pretty forced. I mean, like, in, okay. So here's the thing. The reason I'm saying it was good in the beginning is also you did. There was enough of a, a realistic motivation for Finn for him to to like get you know to to like to leave they did a good job with that you know like just showing having like it's like they switched perspective for a second it was a cool way they switched perspective yeah. onto him when he's fighting he sees his he sees his like comrade die and then the blood you know is on on the helmet that was like a good image mm-hmm. and you can see he's shaken up and like that that was good because when he just said because it's the right thing to do that was kind of dumb but luckily we had the stuff beforehand that showed okay well well, we we already kind of understand why he's doing it. Um, so, but still, it was just kind of it was just kind of it was kind of forced. Like, I mean, just just you know, so much the motivation. This thing happens, and this thing happens because of this thing. And it was just like, like it was you know, so, so, sort of predictable. Um, you know, so, sort of just like, like we have to move the story along. You know, we have to have this thing happen, and 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 the, I, you know what I mean? Just like just like they they had they had a bunch of bullet points and things they had to get through and they did um so that was that, that was that was my issue you know overall uh with it i'm trying to think if there are any other like glaring issues i mean you know i sort of didn't like how good finn was with a uh with a lightsaber i mean it sort of makes sense like because well, he was he, he was trained as as a fighter, so right. he had some level of competency. So at, at which I, point I, did you have a problem? 
the, the last fight. It was really like the Oh, the, well, the last... don't forget, at that point, Kylo Ren had already been, like, shot in the chest. Oh, right, yeah. By uh, Chewie. And, okay. You know, and, and, not, and despite that, he still, you know, almost killed Finn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And, okay, yeah, so, so it wasn't the worst. I mean, you know, and the Han Solo thing clearly was forced, but I'm forced? fine with it. Like, what do you mean like, forced? I mean, I think it was definitely... Well, no, 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 not, not forced. Cord- uh, it was definitely, you know, foreshadowed. You could see that it was coming. I mean, they kind of made yeah, it clear yeah, that yeah. he no, was no, going to so, die. So it, it actually wasn't bad. I'm just, you see, I, I'm saying is I feel like a lot of the, the stuff that was forced was like just above the level being of making me groan like, Ugh. but it, it was it was it was fine. Like I, I'm still fine with it. So mm-hmm. like I could, you know, they had to have the whole like, um, not foreshadow. What's it like? Uh, I guess callback. You know, obviously Han Solo's on the on the bridge, and it's like a son killing killing a father. Right off like a scaffolding or bridge or whatever, you know, right. a la Empire Strikes Back and yes. Jedi. I mean, that was, that was very obvious. I mean, it's fine. Like, I, I don't have such an issue with that. You know, I, I didn't think necessarily Finn and and uh, and uh, Ray's uh, chemistry was that great, but it didn't need to be. And clearly, they're they're going to try to build stuff up over time. But but the prequels track record was not very good with uh, with uh, with uh, creating chemistry. That that might have been some of the worst examples of on-screen chemistry in the history oh, of cinema. Well, I thought the chemistry here was pretty good. I mean, and, I liked, I thought, like, Poe and Finn had a really good chemistry. Oh, no, I know. I'm talking about, like, love and, like, romantic chemistry. I don't think it was, like, meant to be, like, romantic, per se. I mean, yeah, like... They, they might do one of those things where it's, like, it's, like, they, I think, actually, like, they were trying to hint at it, like, like she doesn't need anyone. Like, they, they were definitely, well, like, throwing throwing that in there a bit. True, you know, but I mean, over the head with it again. I think, like, well, think about it this way. Okay, so, you know, Ray is clearly like by herself. You know, she's had to stick up for herself for a yeah, very long yeah. time. She's never really had anyone of support. And Finn, you know, he maybe he had that friend who he saw die. And other than that, has he ever had anyone who's treated him like an individual? Poe is the first one, obviously. He literally gives him a name, so obviously he's going to latch onto that. But then when he thinks. Poe is dead, he's like, well, now I have no one. So when he sees that Ray is in trouble, he goes to help her out. Of course, that was I thought yeah. that was a great yeah. scene where, like, he's, like, know? he's yeah. running over to help her. And, like, before he can get there, she's already, like, beating them up. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. then he's like, th- then the droid's like, hey, look, what? And then she starts running towards him, and he's like, uh-oh. <laughs> I thought that so, was pretty so, funny. I mean, how does he have, I guess, like... Well, my point uh, is... Saying, how does he have social skills? So I guess, like... Social yeah, skills. So I, guess, I guess he was... So I guess the whole point is that he wasn't just like a drone or whatever. It was just he was trained no, to be in the army. Yeah. So he's brain he was brainwashed, you know, in terms of a military mindset, but not actually a clone. Because they mentioned how they were like right, they're not clones. They they explicitly right. say that he was right. basically taken as a kid. Like they show a picture of him as a kid when they're talking right. about him. That right. he was taken as a kid, and it's like, well, you want to go back to clones? They kind of make that little like a little joke. Which mm-hmm. it could be a joke at the prequels' expense too. In fact, I think it probably right. was. Probably. But I think the point is they're saying, "Hey, yeah, these you know we're, we you know we raise them from birth, we like you know, indoctrinate them." But I think the point here is that despite all the indoctrination, the fact that he had this friend when he saw his friend die, he kind of mm-hmm. had PTSD. He's like, "I." Then he realizes, "Wait a minute," yeah. you know, and then he's like, "Just kill all the villagers." He couldn't do it. He's like, "I can't kill these innocent people." Mm-hmm. Yet, yeah, you know, so. He was he was okay killing the other stormtroopers because he's sort of saying 
you know, these are not innocent. I, you know, I've sort of changed my mindset on that. But I think that, you know, a reason that they like connected is that they were both sort of being like, hey, it's someone that, you know, you know, I can actually talk to, I can connect with. And, you know, uh-huh. so, you know, yeah, he was saying like, hey, you got a boyfriend, a cute boyfriend. Uh-huh. You know, I think it's just like, hey, look, you see a really attractive girl that you're kind of impressed by, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I've... I mean, I mean, they're, they're, I mean, I, I, they're, they're clearly setting up something there. Now, it may, it may be that they're, they'll, they'll, they'll follow, I guess, in sort of the Guardians of the Galaxy footsteps of like, you know, they, they won't actually like get together or whatever, um, or in the sense of like, you know, they might make you think they're going to be together or, or, or uh, Frozen. Yeah, well, it's you know funny that I mean? you say that because I definitely, of any deficiencies I had with the movie, that was not one of them. I thought that they did have a good chemistry. Okay. My like, like, yeah, issues yeah, were ahead. really more about certain. The, oh yeah, the di- the dialogue was kind of dumb too, but it, it wasn't the worst. Mm. Sorry, go ahead. Okay, well, okay, I I don't agree with that either. Uh, I thought that the dialogue was very good, but it was good. It was good enough. Good enough. <laughs> okay. I it mean, was just, it was just standard. Standard whatever. what? I mean, I, thought, I guess maybe Star Wars has never been known for its like amazing dialogue necessarily. Well, some things have been good, but yeah, but this isn't like you know George Lucas crap here. You know, right? It, no, no, it was better. No, no, it was it was definitely an upgrade, like overall. But, but sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, there were a few things here and there, but you know, for the most part, that wasn't an issue I had. And my issues were that I thought there were a few too many references to the original trilogy, and. You know, there were a few. There, were a few there, there should have been more. You're saying? No, there were two. I said a few too many. Right, right, right. You know. Yeah. And despite yeah, you know little things here and there, you know, where it's like, hey, we've got this new Death Star. It's like a super Death Star. And you know, it's funny when Han Solo is like, why don't we just blow it up? They mm-hmm. always get. There's always a way to blow it up. He's like, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, that's funny, but you know, it's almost like, did we have to have this? You know, mm-hmm. I, I liked also Sam's perspective where he was saying what if it had already fired and then they disable it mm-hmm. you know or what if they didn't blow up the planet and just disable it so it's not like you know quite the same yeah. as so we should say we should say sam's point what sam was responding to was saying you know people were complaining saying there wasn't a lot of emotional resonance when they when they destroyed you know the senate and they destroyed the the new the republic. republic yeah now now I, I both agree with what Sam's saying, but I in terms of like the structure of it, but I think also one of the issues is that we didn't we barely even saw the Republic or the Senate, you know, right. in the movie, so there wasn't a lot of emotional connection there. I think that's what what, what really a lot of the issue is too. Yeah, like, but we didn't really have much of that even in the original one either. I mean, when they blow up Alderaan, I mean, yeah, it's Leia's home planet, but it's almost like it's yeah, so I guess that's true. we're so disconnected. Like the main things happen later on, like. You know, Obi-Wan has the, I just feel like a million, millions of force, you know, people cried out and then were silenced. That's more effective than seeing it. Like, here we actually like, see people on the planet as the, like, lights coming, and they're like, we know what's yeah, about was, to happen. That was good. I mean, yeah, and, that's, and, that, and that's, good, but, that's essentially yeah. the same kind of thing as Obi-Wan noticing it. So it's like, we well, don't have time. I think that what I read is that apparently there were some scenes on those planets, but they just had to cut it out because it was too long. Yeah, I, I, I can see that, and it's it's like it's I don't know, like I could. They they have a lot of balls to juggle in the air, you know what I yes. mean? Like like I I I sort of I sort of see that, and 
they they have to they also had i mean so that's part of it of why i was saying i think it was fine with with some some things they kind of forced into into it or put into it because they have to they had to really punt like they couldn't make it super lame they had to uh, avoid it from being a really lame thing so in order mm-hmm. to do that i could see so first of all you know killing han solo i, I actually didn't expect that you know in the movie i i, I saw it was going to happen once he got onto the bridge but you know yeah i mean that, he they, knew that that was a strong possibility otherwise because you know yeah. he was hiding and he yells out his son's name mm-hmm. you know he knew this will probably end badly but i have to do it mm-hmm. uh and in fact i really thought that that worked really well you know i like yeah yeah you know even after he gets stabbed he like holds his son's you know face like mm-hmm. saying you know i still love you there's you know and you know i also liked how Chewie immediately like you know, shot him, and I felt really bad for Chewie in particular. Yeah, you know, yeah, of course, of course. You know, it's kind of like heartrending when you see him, like, flying the Falcon by himself. Yeah. And you're like, oh. And also, also like, Chewie, like, <laughs> part of it is also, like, Chewie doesn't give a shit about, I mean, not that he would purposely try to harm, like, like Han Solo's kid or whatever, but, like, you know. Well, like, at, he, after, he, listen, he, after his son stabs him, he's like, that's a, I don't care anymore, <laughs> come on. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. Actually, Chewie was Chewie was good in the movie too. Uh, so, yes, I agree with that. So, so, do you want to go on to I guess things that, that that we liked or thought worked well, which we sort of have talked about? Yeah. Well, so for me, Why don't you go ahead. Yeah. The thing that matters more to me in this kind of sense is the characters, and right, right. The truth is, you know, when you think about like how this stuff went through, and you know, there are little things here and there, and there's a lot of repeats. To me. It's the character beats that worked. I mean, all of the new characters that we really learned anything about. Yeah, sure, you know, Brienne of Tarth didn't get very much. Mm. Uh, but, you know. Who did, she, who did she play? Captain Phasma, you know, the head of the Stormtroopers. Oh. Yeah. I didn't know that was her. Oh. <laughs> I didn't. I, I recognized her voice. But the oh, there was another cameo that I didn't recognize until afterwards and i was like oh yeah i guess that is his voice remember the stormtrooper that she mind tricks that that was the voice of daniel craig oh really yeah and there was another cameo well there are a lot of little cameos like the guy from hamilton is in it for example but really yeah you play just one of the musicians lin-manuel miranda that's right he's one Um, of the musicians in the in the bar they go to but the like they remember and the, that that music was was pretty good. Yeah. So you remember when they go to when like in the beginning when Ray is like, you know, is like trying to like get here's some junk. That's a quarter portion. That was played by Simon Pegg. Who, who Simon Pegg again? He is the guy who played Scotty in the Star Trek movies. He's been in. He was in. Oh Hux. oh 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 oh! You mean the Shaun of the Dead guy? That's right. I was going to say Shaun of the Dead. You know, Hot Fuzz, you know. He's Benji. That's right. Very good. Mm, which is, which is in fact, the one that J.J. Abrams first met him at, which, you oh. know, and that's why they kept working yeah. together. But, and this was just like a little, it's sort of funny. So now Simon Pegg has been in both Star Wars and Star Trek movies. Mm-hmm. And considering and, he's and, like a huge nerd, I think that's a big, <laughs> that's that's, a big that's, deal for him. That's good. And you know what? I think it would be, it's not going to happen probably, but, uh, <laughs> definitely not gonna, but, uh, well, probably not gonna happen, but uh, 
Tom Cruise would be good in Star Wars. Well, he, he would, would be. There, well, you'd have to have there the would, right. There would role. be a lot of hate, but hate on it. But he 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 would be. He would be good. <laughs> He's you, totally. A, you need. I mean, he'd be the same though as a Sith and as a Jedi. Just, <laughs> you know that there's Tom Cruise jerks. Well, yeah, He's he, like, it's just. <laughs> it's sort of like this. You need the right writer and director because look at it this way: Samuel Jackson was so badly done in those right. prequels, but it didn't have to be. He really didn't have to be. Yeah, because you he, know he's, he would he have been game. He would have been game for anything. He was so happy to be in those movies. Yeah, but I you mean, know the only, the, the only good performances, I, I, I really only um, a Christopher Lee pretty much was the best out of everyone. You know, mm, I'd Liam say. Neeson. Oh, Liam Neeson. Yes, of course. Uh, I know that's a bit controversial because he's a fan of Menace and all that, but um, mm-hmm. <laughs> also Christopher Lee was given such crap, such crap. Why don't we fight with lightsabers, Yoda? That makes perfect sense. We no, do. No, but I'm saying he. Christopher no, Lee is just so well versed at being a villain that he he did the part well. I'd say. But anyway, right. whatever, whatever. I, I keep going. What makes the Emperor mad? The One Ring. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the One Ring. What was the line oh! that Gandalf yeah. says to to yeah, Saruman? He says, <laughs> Tell me, friend. When did Saruman the Wise abandon reason for madness? <laughs> okay, so when did so it would have to be when did Duco the Jedi abandon the light side for the Sith? When did madness? <laughs> when did madness! I can't do Yoda. <laughs> whatever, whatever order Yoda would have said this. Well, it's inverted. Dark side, leave the light side. You do whatever. You yeah, do. right. So, <laughs> uh, but. So there are so that you know the you know there's a few things aside. So you know there's there's three new bad guys now. Snook or no, I'm sorry, Snoke. I mean, yeah, he's played by Andy Serkis, but I didn't really get much from yeah. him. So that was a bit of a weakness. I was glad to find out it was it was uh, Andy Serkis. Yeah. So I, I I disagree with you there. I mean, I th- I thought he was kind of a good he was kind of a good character. He's kind of mysterious. We're not really sure who this guy is. I think it was fine they didn't reveal a lot about him. Well, I like I like the little trick where they where you think he's a giant, but then it turns out it's a, just a hologram. I was like, oh, that's cool. Oh, I, I didn't realize he wasn't a giant. I realized, I realized it's a hologram thing. Oh, I didn't <laughs> yeah, because I was like, well, I guess it makes sense because the emperor's head is really okay. It does make yeah. sense, but I guess they but I guess they improved the technology for <laughs> for holograms because he looked much more solid than. You know, the intentional, not solid way that they used to do it. And yeah. I like. We, we all know that Snooky is, uh, you know, 20 feet tall. Please, I want, don't talk about 2013 like that. So I like Domino Gleason. You know, he was like the General Hux, who was like the actual Nazi. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah that, that's good. And, and it, was, it was good to have. What's the, what's the name? What's Adam's name in this? Kylo Ren. Yeah, Kylo Ren. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah that, that, right. that was that was good for him to have, you know what I mean? Have like another, you know, another conflict that he had to deal with. Right. You know? A guy that he can't just kill. Although it's funny, we don't actually see him kill any of his fellow Imperial people. Like uh-huh. he he like chokes one of the people, but he doesn't kill him. Well, that's part of the thing. I think it's great because because the whole thing is his whole thing is that he's trying to see he's 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 enough. Like he can he's trying to prove you know that he's. He's enough of a Sith Lord, you know what I mean? That he can live up to Darth Vader, and he's like struggling. That he's struggling with that. That he's like a- enough, and that's also part of the thing mm-hmm. because he's kind of trying to learn the way of the the dark side, 
right. you know, and trying to, and, and he sort of believes or at least is trying to prove it. And the whole thing with the general is the general is just this like, and you see also that look on his face, that like orgasmic release. Yeah, like, when, of, of ordering, you know, like yelling out the hateful stuff. Definitely. No, yeah, you're right. no, no, no. When 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 the Death Star shoots, you know what I mean? Like like his face is like, oh, and right. I jizzed in my pants. Yeah. So, well, you know that. I don't know if you remember, Donald Gleason was also an ex machina. He was. Yes, he was the nerdy guy. Oh. The guy. There's only there's only like three people in that movie. The nerdy guy. What? Not Oscar Isaac. The other guy. Oh, oh no, 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 he was. Oh, he was the other the main guy. Right, <laughs> right. The only other guy in the movie. <laughs> no, I'm just saying it's kind of funny. This is what I like. Like it's, it's showing, you know, that's real versatility because this is a very yeah, different insane, performance. I didn't recognize. I didn't. I didn't recognize him. I mean, I guess that's, yeah. that's two people from Ex Machina. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Now we just need to have Lou and Davis and uh, whatever that other guy's name is. Inside, <laughs> inside time. Dark yeah, that's right. General yeah, Dark. Once, once again, it's a, it's a, it's a good balance also too because you see these two other you could say manifestations of the dark side are just two different things because just like one guy's trying to learn like the way and he's got his own personal stuff and and the general even says to him like don't get your personal feelings like in this. And and this guy just wants power and order, you know, and and conquest, you know, what right. I mean? and, and and purity probably because he's fascist, you know. So that's so that like, I think I think so that's right. cool because they're 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 different, well, you, you know, know gives them nuance to. It's interesting that you say that because purity stuff aside, the everything is diverse. Obviously, the stormtroopers can be anything, and we there actually are female stormtroopers that we hear, not just the leader. Not just mm-hmm. Brienne. Like, there's just right. some other random stormtroopers we hear that are, you know, and I thought it was very interesting how, how careful they were about being inclusive. Now, apparently, um, one of our parents' friends who they went to see it with was complaining it was too politically correct. Um, well, but, so, you know. so, so, I mean, so I, like, that is something I was thinking of in, in the background of it. I mean, obviously, I, I, I don't care, you know, they're, you know, like, obviously, it's, like, there's no issue with, with having you know any non-white or non-male people in the in the movie but but it but it is one of the things that i've become more and more aware of is just like you know and I'm, this is definitely not the first movie that's done it but it's definitely a conscious decision to put you know you know let's have, let's have more female lead female roles in here let's have a black guy you know in in a, in a role in in this movie even though that's already happened right although you know, finn that was the whole thing with, with Lando, was just yeah. written generically he wasn't right. written with any, you know, visual thing in mind. Um, uh, right. I mean, Ray was, of course, written as a girl, but that's about, you know, that's about it. Uh, yeah. But, 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 listen, I'm, I'm, you know, like, this is the type of thing that Hollywood definitely does. It's like, you know, they, they like to kind of pat themselves on, on, you know, different different filmmakers. They're like, oh, you know, I'm you know, being progressive by doing this or that. Now, I personally don't think it's a problem. Um, I, I don't like it when, like, Hollywood gets too self-congratulatory. Just like the whole thing with like the the princess and the frog. Like I like yeah, it's good they were doing like a black Disney princess. But I was like, okay, cool. Like after two was it was it 2010, 2011? Like good for you, Disney. You know, yeah, 2010, well. 2000. You know, after about 70 years but, or whatever, yeah, but... you have a black princess. Like oh, good for you. <laughs> right. So you know, the prequels actually had uh, some additional diversity, but it's still you know was regressive in other ways. Mm-hmm. Um, it definitely sidelined Padme pretty significantly. 
and you know that was definitely an issue yeah i mean the whole point is it like i i think having that push to do it and to be more diverse i think i think it's more personally i think it's more positive than it is negative to do it i do sometimes think as i've said about game of thrones i do think sometimes there's this like pandering this like progressive pandering that happens i just like roll my eyes like do you have to be that heavy-handed with it i don't think it was too bad with star wars you know yeah but um, a lot of that stuff is pandering in like in a way that they think people want to see like mm-hmm. it's like oh look people are talking about how everyone likes gay people and right. you know it just right. seems it doesn't make sense with the characterization but in right. here it, nothing seems inorganic like none of these people yeah. seem I, I guess I guess like the only thing sense. is just having is just the thing is that they were doing some of like the the girl power sort of stuff there. I, I I didn't have a problem with it. I feel like they were pushing that a little bit maybe, but I guess what you were saying makes also makes sense with what with you know the whole thing with um um with Ray like she had to like spend for herself. And, right. And Everything that kind of, it makes sense, sense actually. And only that, but I, and you know when I was my when I was pointed about politically correct is yeah it is. And that's actually a good thing in this case, because it's, think about it this way, you know, think about all the, like the, you know, girls or even boys watching this who see, you know, this, this set of diverse characters as heroes. Uh I think that's pretty great. Really. That's that's, that's interesting actually, because, because, um, uh, months and months ago, um, I was, I was talking to a, a friend of mine, I was talking to her, her boyfriend, who happens to be black. But <laughs> <laughs> no, but one thing was interesting because I hadn't really thought of this perspective. He was really into Star Wars, and um, we just sort of got to talking about it. And one of the reasons he said that he was into when I asked him about it, one of the first things he said was that it was really cool that they had an awesome character. They had an awesome, you know, black character in Star Wars. So him as a kid, that was that was like a, a big deal to him. So he, so that's right. one of the reasons he got really into Star Wars, you know. In addition to some other things, um, but but yeah. that was the thing. He was even expressing some some uh, some, I don't not to say concern, but just um, you know, he didn't totally like the fact that like one of the black characters was a stormtrooper. This was by the time I think just the teaser, the first teaser had come out. Right. Um, you know, <laughs> I I guess I see what he's saying. I I think. Well, now I think Finn actually does does end up looking good, but I think maybe yeah. he was maybe not enough had come out about about well, Finn character. Yeah, when you're just looking at the teaser, that's nothing. I think Pete, you yeah, know, yeah. when you look at like Finn is a very, at least in my opinion, he's a very interestingly dimensioned character. Mm-hmm. You know, he has motivations. You understand where he's coming from, and he's not he's not like a dick. He's not like a gloomy Gus. You know, I loved like how he and Poe had this camaraderie. And he's like, man, you were, you know, you, that was some great fun. And he's like, yeah, well, that was some great shooting. And they're like, they're just like, we did a great job. And they're like, you know, they're just like enjoying it. And I also like the callback later when he, you know, he, they're getting saved. And he's like, man, damn, that is one hell of a pilot. And of course, it is Poe, but you know, he, we don't, he doesn't know that. And I, he yeah. was just like so happy. That's John Boyega the, who's acting. And I'd only mm-hmm. seen him in Attack the Block. Uh, mm-hmm. where he was definitely great. So I remember when I heard that he was cast for Star Wars, I was like, oh, that's great. He's, mm-hmm. uh, he's a really good actor, although it's funny that he's not using his British accent in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they yeah. thought it was I mean, too I, uh, low it, class. Because he's got a yes, bit sir. of a, he's got a bit of a Cockney accent. 
Yeah. Well, no, he was good. And like, it, it was good because it was a totally new character. And like, he's like a young guy mm-hmm. and he's, he's like, he's sort of like thrown into this whole thing. So it's kind of like, kind of also an exciting adventure for him. You know, well, so yeah, I he, but I also I, liked how he's like, you know, I, he's been there with the First Order, so he's just afraid. He thinks, there's no, we can't fight against them. We just need to get mm-hmm. as far away as possible and just, like, try also, to live our lives. But and, he, that, and that happens and that happens yeah. with the brainwashing, too. Obviously, he thinks they're more insurmountable mm-hmm. than people are, you know, might, might be fighting against them. But, yeah. Right. Go ahead. So, yeah. <laughs> I think, you know, the, we didn't get that much of Poe. I mean, Oscar Isaac, I think, is phenomenal, you know. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you saw him in Ex Machina, so you already knew that he was great mm-hmm. from there. He was great yeah. in Inside Lewin Davis. All yeah. extremely different characters, mm-hmm. and yeah, he, he's 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 coming up as like a as a as a noticeably good and ver- great and versatile actor. Right now, he's yeah. going to play Apocalypse also. So I oh, hope is he really. That's yeah. awesome. Yes, that's really cool. Yes, it is. I, I'd say either he <laughs> or Tom Hardy would be really great as Apocalypse. Yeah, so I I think. Uh, Oh, I'm just always excited to hear about Apocalypse, so... Yeah, well, I'm just saying, you know, he he's just really awesome. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> of course, you know, Mom is, like, really, like, you know, enamored with him. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I was, like, I sent her a bunch of, like, videos and stuff of him, like, about him charming people and, like, everyone on, on set. <laughs> Do you want to get inside Lumen Davis? <laughs> that's, that was our, that's, that was a joke, it, you know, 2013 when that movie came out. So I appreciate you waiting two years to tell me. No problem. <laughs> oh, no, you're right. It was 2014. So, yeah. <laughs> he, but he's still great. You know, yeah, just in the little bits that we see, you know, and that's sort of the corollary to the BB-8 character. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's really difficult when you want to add, like, a cute new thing. Mm-hmm. But I really think they pulled it off with this yeah, guy. Yeah, I I I'd agree. And, I'd agree. And it wasn't too it wasn't too derivative too that you felt it's like just the co- you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And once again, he was kind of like a younger, more puppyish R two D two, in a lot of ways. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so that was I don't know if that was intended as a joke, and I feel like they could do a little more of it. But like Which with C three PO, when like he comes over to Han Solo, and Han Solo's like, ah. Oh. And he's like, oh, no, of course it was meant as a joke. <laughs> Did you see his face? No, I love it. No, of course. No. We haven't even gotten to that part. But like, yes, when Han Solo yeah. sees Leia and, you know, it's been years and they like they share a look and there's like, and he's, you know, they're about to, he's about to say something. And then C-3PO's head just pops into the frame. It's like, oh, hello, Han Solo. You probably don't recognize me. It's C-3PO. <laughs> and you look, at the, you look at the Han Solo's face. It's like, yeah, this is the actual face. reason why I left. <laughs> Yeah, it was pretty great. <laughs> um, but getting back to BB-8, um, what yeah. you probably don't know is that Bill Hader actually helped create his voice, his sound effects. Really? Yeah, it wasn't like his actual voice voice per se, but he used like a sound app, like app on his on his iPad, with really? connected to a talk box. So it actually is partially translating his actual mouth, like his sounds. Mm-hmm. So in a way, Bill Hader actually played BB-8, sort of like how R2-D2 was also played by something, I forget what, some music or something, mm-hmm. at which they digitized. So it's the same thing for BB-8, which is kind of cool. Um, like, What did you think of the thumbs up scene? Uh, it was all right. <laughs> I thought it was funny, but I've, ha- I've heard mixed people about that one. Uh, I think, yeah, and so before we get into... The other new character. What did you think 
of Leia and Han? It was all right. So, I mean, you know, I thought I thought it was I, I thought it was I thought it was good enough, and it you know she didn't she didn't have like a crazy. I, I, at first, I was thinking like like she didn't have a strong enough reaction to hearing about Hansel's death row, but actually, first of all, she felt it. That yeah. was kind of the that was kind of the thing, and also she kind of I think she kind of knew. She kind of accepted it. Yeah, well, like, then, you know. she knew that he might not be coming back, mm-hmm. and then obviously she felt him die. So it was sort of like yeah. you know when she comes back and she sees like Ray, she's like you know I think part of that is just like I know that this girl mm-hmm. was there, and she's clearly feeling it. That's why she went over to comfort her. Mm-hmm. She went over to comfort her because she was like this girl needs my help. Uh-huh. Is, uh So I like that, but. What did right. you think of Leia and Han in general? I mean, that's what I thought. I thought it was all right. I mean, I thought there was some chemistry there. And they, it, no. and it sort of made sense. Like, they, they couldn't really let stay me, together. Let me rephrase. You know? um, what did you think of the two characters and their performance in the movie? Not their connection to each other. Oh, 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 oh. Um, um, I thought Harrison Ford was good. Um, he... Um, I mean, it was interesting because, you know, he obviously he's older, so he can't move around as quickly. But that's actually fine. That works with the character. Yep. It makes sense that he's he's not going to be so fast and everything, and he's, he's not as good as he used to be. But he still knows how to do stuff. Yeah, and considering you know? he's 73, mm-hmm. I think he moved yeah. pretty well. Uh, yeah. I, I, I really liked it. I mean, I thought that he was, like, he was really, like, kind of embracing the character again. He was showing mm-hmm. up. He was caring about it. He it was. Did... Yes, that's the thing. Because that's like a thing Harrison Ford has had an issue with for a while, that he just doesn't seem to really care about the right. roles. But he's, he did actually seem to care about, about yeah, this like, role. Even in Return of the Jedi, it sometimes seemed like you, there are some scenes where you're like, come on, dude. And and like definitely in Indiana Jones and the you know, Crystal Skull, it's just like, you're just... You're not really acting here, are you? You're just so, like, I'm just here to say some lines and get paid. Mm-hmm. Dialing the phone, yeah. Yeah, and here, you know, I felt like he was really embodying that character again. You know, like he had like the immediate chemistry with Chewbacca that I really yeah. uh, that I really liked. You know, it's like yeah, no, no, that that was we're gonna get out of this the way I always do by talking way out. Chewbacca's like, mm. <laughs> it's like yeah. yeah, no, yes. Wait, what was the second time? <laughs> you know, I I thought that they had a great. You know, it's like okay, I I've heard some people complain. Like, why is he a smuggler again? And I think, well, it makes sense. You know, for a while he wasn't when he was raising his kid, but then after the kid, you know, left, when he clearly probably killed a bunch of people, and, you know, I think then it's sort of like Luke and, you know, disappeared, and then so Leon Han kind of split up because they couldn't stand being around each other. You kind of understand. In a way, it's like if a, if parents have the death of a kid early, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes that can break up a marriage because mm-hmm. they just can't, there's just too much pain seeing each other. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of this, I think that's sort of a parallel to what happened with this mm-hmm. guy, with Kyle Ren. In, in a way, he kind of did die. Mm-hmm. You know, that's kind of, that's often the metaphor they use where they talk about how, like, yeah. Anakin Skywalker is dead. Darth Vader is the one who's alive now, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, yeah. So, so, and then, and then I guess Leia, I mean, actually, I thought that was kind of a good transition as she became a, a, a general. That right. sort of makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I agree with that. And, yeah. you know, I heard from... So, um, Mom didn't think she acted very well. 
But I think all things considered, she did a decent job. And I thought, like, I, I, you know, her interactions with Han, I thought, worked. And I like, you know, when she was, like, hugging him, I was like, I felt like, you know, that could feel like emotion there. <laughs> that could feel like emotion. No, it felt like it. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Mom, Mom is just jealous that she's not the family member who gets to be Princess Leia. Should, should we explain? You know what I was thinking of when I watched it? I also thought, oh, right, because Jeremy's related to, to Harrison Ford. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not going to explain that. I was going to explain the family connection that we have with Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, I was talking okay. to uh, our grandmother, and she she also brought that up. It's like, yeah, we have to go see our relative. Like, uh, And I just sort of said, yep. Yep, we gotta, should. You're like, I gotta see mine, too. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I, I forgot that I said that, but no... <laughs> Good old Unky Harris, or whatever, whatever he is, he is. <laughs> uh, so getting back to characters, Kylo Ren. Uh, you know, yeah. I I liked you know how he's like he wears the he wears the mask because he's like Vader wore a mask. He was cool. I gotta wear one too. You know, right, and it's like him. You know what I mean? I also he was saying like I feel like the call from the light, which is like whoa, that's it clearly means like he's he feels like these emotions of you know, care for his parents. So, mm-hmm. which is like, that's what's like, it's like, I can't deal with this. It was very interesting. It's definitely like the opposite of Luke and Luke's journey, which is sort of interesting. Right, right. No, no, and I, I, think, I think that was, that was really effective, you know, and like every, and it was also kind of, you know, updated a bit, you know, his, he was kind of like, like his, his outfit was kind of leaner, you know what I mean? He was, and then even when he took off when he took off the helmet, it, like I, for a second, sometimes when you take off the helmet, I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be some whiny boy or whatever." But it's Adam, so yeah. you know he was finished yelling, and then he was gonna go have like weird sex with Lena Dunham. But he, yeah, well, he was kind of whining, but that's what kind of was interesting yeah. about his no, character. No, he wasn't a bad whine. I'm saying he's a, he's a really he's he, he's it makes sense. Like I'm actually I'm really happy for him he got that role. Like because yeah. I, I I'm such a fan of that character on Girls. Like, oh, yeah, I think yeah. that's one of the most interesting characters. And it kind of makes sense for him to do it, and and he he's capable of that sort of nuance, you know. Right. So I liked it. I liked his performance a lot. You know, he was very interesting. You know, like he was clearly like this. He's sort of like damaged, and he doesn't really. It's like you guys just don't understand me. I love how there. Also, by the way, you probably don't know that there's this 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 new Twitter account was set up, which is called Emo Kylo Ren. <laughs> yeah, well, they probably were go. They, I mean, that that those that phrasing was probably used in the writers' room, you know, at some point, saying like we're going to make him more of like an emo, like a like an emo type character. I mean, I'm sure they've used the word emo before, maybe not in the screenplay itself. I'm sure someone <laughs> right. mentioned that in the creation well, of of that character. Let me just give you a couple snippets from uh, his Twitter account. You can't truly <laughs> appreciate the Imperial March until you hear it on vinyl. Uh, <laughs> uh, force slams his bedroom door. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Darth Vader had no father. I envy him. <laughs> you know. He, he, you know, like, also what was good about him is also, here's the thing. It was a pretty good seamless transition for when he put took off and put back on the helmet that's also that's not an easy thing to do because sometimes in movies when someone takes off the helmet that's it yeah but when he put it back on you still believed who he was like i, I didn't feel like it was taken it was taken away right and you know and, and so i i thought that was actually po- possibly the most interesting 
part of the whole movie, which is good, is probably one of their intentions. One of the big right. intentions was they need to make this Kylo Ren character a really interesting one. You know, because as you're saying, he's like the inverse uh, journey of, of of Luke, which oh, is yeah, yeah. which is exactly. which is which is which is which is cool. You know, um, and and also as you're saying that that final scene was good when he was saying because it was weird because it was like it's kind of like, you know, he he was channeling his real feelings to mm-hmm. actually. I don't know if he's trying to trick Han Solo. I don't think he could... even knew exactly what was going to happen. I think like he could, was like this that was his path. He could have like, you know, he was a branch there. He could have either given him the lightsaber or killed him. And it was it was yeah. sort of like, you know, one well, way It was clear he was going to kill him. Well, yes. By the way the, but, the rhythm of it, but still. Yeah. But I'm just saying though that was like that was where it was going to happen. But but it's an interesting thing that he's saying like, you know, help me he's like help me. I don't know if I have the strength to to, to do this. But but he was kind of saying like you know the strength to actually kill you or whatever. But he's like help. But it's like a weird twisted thing. So that that adds a lot of that adds a lot of nuance to it, which right. I think which I think is good. And now and now just as a sort of comparison point, you look back at like Anakin and you know it's like I don't like sand. Why well, just oh I killed the sand people. Mm. <laughs> you know oh Padme don't die. What do you mean I killed her? That doesn't make any sense. I just choked and the her. Women, and the children. And the women. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> oh god. So this uh, was like this was like whiny, but in a way that like made sense. Yeah. You're like, I get why this guy is on the dark side. Alright, so let, yeah. let me move on to my my favorite new character who is the girl, Ray. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is an actress, Daisy Ridley, who has not been in very much, just like some British TV stuff. And she had a pretty big role to have to deal with here. You know, there are so many scenes where she wasn't saying anything, Mm -hmm. you know, and not only that, but she had to say a lot, too. And she had to, like, convincingly do physical stuff. I thought she was just so great in this movie. Yeah, you're right. She she I don't think she. I, I say the word flawless, not in the sense of like, because there are people who have better performances, but I don't think she really, she, I, I think she was, compl- it was a completely rounded performance. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, any deficiencies that you might want to say would, were only just because of writing things and that not anything to yeah. do with her performance itself. Yeah. I mean, you know, I love, you know, how that, you know, like when, she's just sort of connecting with, you know, Han Solo, you know, and they're like, oh yeah. And then, you know, he gives her the gun. He's like, I can take care of myself. Yeah, I know. That's why I'm giving you this. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and, and with the, and with the whole thing with like her being in touch with the force, like that was convincing that she right. has that like in her. And I like, know? and when she's switches, go, go ahead. Sorry. Well, yeah. So like when he's, when he's, when she's getting interrogated and it's right. sort of like, it's sort yeah. of like, a, it sort of flips a switch and she's like able to push back. He's like, what's going mm-hmm. on? I also like that because they took the helmet off. We can see his face like, something's wrong. Why is this not working? And mm-hmm. he's like, you, you're afraid. You're afraid you'll never be as great as Vader. And he's like, what? Shut up. No. <laughs> no, you shut up. <laughs> um, and, yeah. and also, I mean, I liked how, you know, she was like with Daniel Craig, like, you're going to lose a new state. I'm going to tighten them, you little whore. It's like, <laughs> no, you're going to loosen them and and you can see she's kind of like she kind of like gets into the zen of it like yes no you're going to loosen them yes i'm going to loosen them uh, i thought you know wiggle your big toe <laughs> yeah, but, oh, that's, 
that's a little different. Yeah, I also like, you know, when uh, Finn and Han are coming to rescue her, he's like, all right, we got to go find her. And then Han's like, hmm, what? Why are you nodding? Like, hmm? It's like, it's like, oh, she there she is, escaping. He's like, yeah, well, she's probably going to go find a plane. So let's go to where the ships are. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and not only that, but, you know, there's like there are different moments, you know, that work very well. So uh, we already mentioned some of them, but one of them that just like I thought, oh, that was just amazing. You know, when after Kylo Ren, like, you know, sm- slashes Finn and nearly kills him and he's like reaching out for Luke's lightsaber to like pull it to him and then it flies. He's like, I can't. What's wrong? And it flies. Past, it's like the same expression that we saw mm-hmm. earlier when he was struggling before. Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying, there's that little tie back, but then it like it shoots past him, and she grabs it and ignites it. I was like, this is just this is like a beautiful scene, what we're seeing yeah. here. I also, just, just the whole the whole like dark snowfall in the forest thing was everything like, about it visually appealing. Yeah, was great, you know, and just the fact that you know she's the one who actually has to like you know fight back. I thought it was just so great that they made that choice. It was it seemed to me the exact correct thing. And not only that, they're all little pieces of the fight work really well. Like we were talking about lightsaber stuff earlier, you know. I like, you know, I I didn't th- realize it first until I sort of thought about it. But you remember how he kept smacking his side? Yeah. What was that? Remember that's where he got shot. He was making himself get hurt to increase his anger. Oh. For, because yeah. that's yeah, how the dark side like, works. That's kind of like a dark. Well, I was thinking he was just trying to be like tough. Like oh, I don't care. No, it's because he was trying to hurt himself so that he would make him mad. To mm-hmm. make him stronger in the dark side. That's why he was mm-hmm. doing that. And, you know, <laughs> I liked, I, not only that, but like just the choreography, you know, we were talking before about, you know, that, that stuff. Like, think about the Matrix choreography. Yeah, we, we were talking about, like, you know, how people were getting into that. But think about it this way. What was the best, all right, who are the best two fights in the first Matrix movie? Well, there was the. There's a one with, where he's training with uh, Morpheus in the in the dojo, the, the computerized dojo, and then the one with Smith in the train station. That's right. What I would say. Oh yeah, and then I, mean, I, 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 guess, I guess there was that really good one with uh, with with Morpheus and Smith. That, that was right. good in as well. Those are all good. And what are those things like? You, what what are things that all those have in common? They all you feel it. They have a flow where it's like smack, you know, punch. You know, even when even when you miss, it's like there's like you like there's like kineticism yeah. there. You know, mm-hmm. it flows. That yeah, it's highly choreographed, but it's like it's like energy. It flows. You know what I'm well, saying? And this I was think, in think, the same Phantom, year. Phantom Menace had that too with the last with the last fight. But yeah, the ahead. last fight. Which fight is that? Oh, with when when he kills a when a what's his, um Maul kills a, a Qui Gon. Uh, yeah, except it's too long. Okay. It's way, yeah, go, go, ahead. Ahead. go ahead. I was gonna, I was talking like, if you look at the Phantom Menace, it's basically like a dance. Like, there's no chance that they're ever gonna hit each other. It, everyone knows exactly where it's going. It isn't until, like, the very end of the fight, you know, when Qui-Gon <laughs> is facing himself, that it's actually, like, it seems like a real fight again. Well, the whole thing with him pacing when they're, like, waiting for, like, the, yeah. the doors to open or whatever, that, that was good. Right yes, there. I agree, and Qui-Gon was, um, that's what I'm saying. That's the point where it was actually interesting right right so my point is that never seemed like it was like oh this is kind of fun but when you rewatch it you're like oh this is just like a dance yeah you know it's just too choreographed it feels too fake 
Right. You know, this is like a kind of, it's like a performance that you would watch, you know, like in a ballet. Like, it's like, oh, you know, it's like, this is a ballet fight. Right. You know, yeah, it's very impressive. It's athletic. It's impressive that they are barely hitting each other at that speed. But it doesn't seem like they're going to hit each other. Right, right. Now, this right. one, they're like swinging at each other. They're hitting yep. lightsabers, you know. Yeah, and people are actually getting, and they're actually getting hit. You know, everyone, and, right. and, and everyone gets badly hit in some way at right. some point. You yeah. know, and I think that's what's really, really is key, you know. Right, but then, you know, she, you know she, she's able to connect with the Force, like, to focus and, like, drive him back. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that sort of leads to the, the ending. So I want to ask you what you think of the final scene when she sees Luke and holds out the lightsaber and they don't say anything. What did you think of that? So once again, I mean... You know, they, they had to put that scene in there, and if, if this weren't Star Wars, I would think it's kind of contrived, but I thought it was fine. I mean, yeah, but I thought... you can't just say if it wasn't Star Wars, because the whole point is, we know this character. So, there's all this history, and everything, that, like, when he sees her, it's like he's, you look at, I thought Mark Hamill did a really great job in that he did, scene. He did, he did. You, it's he, sort he of did like actually, actually everything like, like goes it wasn't through cheesy. Space. It wasn't cheesy the way the way he did it. So I guess you have to give it up to the to the actors that it didn't get cheesy. He did have a really good like look on his face. Right. You know, it's like oh. I, I it's like everything is all coming together at once. Like you know, seeing this lightsaber that who knows, you know, I mean, I think this is the one that he lost when Vader cut off his hand. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like he's seeing this wait, again. Wait, he didn't have what about the one he had in Return of the Jedi? That was a new one. I guess the movie wasn't clear about which lightsaber was. It doesn't matter. The point is, right, he didn't. Because wasn't the new one green that he used? Yes. So, right, because blue was the original. Right, right, right. No, that's right. I think the new one was Obi Wan's. I think that's what happened. I think so. Because or something. Who? It doesn't matter. The point is that you know, it's like you can see, like he's everything. He's like, okay. You know, this is, I'm seeing, like, a young me, in a sense. Mm-hmm. And, like, everything, and he's, like, remembering that he failed Kylo Ren. It's, like, everything is, like, hitting him at once. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's true. And it's also this whole thing about him being kind of, like, you know, this monk on a mountain. You know? Yeah. So I thought he looked great. I, lo- I love the beard. Mm-hmm, I thought yep. it was a good look, you know? And I was just very impressed And because he kind of looked like Obi-Wan, which is probably the point. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. So, you know... I felt like the ending worked for me. I was like, oh, what a tease. But I also really liked it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's what I said when I was like, I was sitting in the audience. I was like, man, what a tease. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you know, it's funny because, you know, there are definitely little problems here and there. And a lot of things that's like, why did they, you know, like, you could say like, oh, okay, you know, the light speed took way too fast, especially when you compare it to the original trilogy. Yeah, that's true. It was really fast. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe the technology is better or whatever you want to say, but I don't know. Or, you know, why could they see the super weapon from everywhere? You know, because it's, I guess the explanation is that it's a hyperspace, you know, weapon. And it's like, okay, I guess, you know, it's just sort of, it seems a little odd from that right. perspective. And there's little things here and there. But my feeling is I just love the character beat so much. And the few things that I would mention that are like, these were really big standouts to me. That I'm going to say I thought the movie was a success because of those things. Like, what did this movie have to do? And I already think it did more than that. Right. 
you know, what did it have to do to be like his success, you know? And, you know, I had issues with Return of the Jedi too. Uh, there's a lot of stretches that I don't think work as well. But on the other hand, I think I still like a lot of the gorilla stuff with the Ewoks. I think the job stuff goes on too long, but mm-hmm. I mean, cause it's basically like three different, they start three times. We're going to have a plan. Nope. Another one. Nope. Another one. Right. Uh, and it's like, okay, okay. You know, it's kind of fun, but it's also like, you know, I'm not going to say it's like impeccable or anything, but like the ending right. with him against Vader and the emperor, I just thought that was yeah. impeccable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, that, that was, I mean, obviously one of the most classic things, um, in cinema. Um, so, so another thing I, I want to mention, I think, was was probably my favorite part of this movie, which was just an overarching thing they did they they did with it. That I, I, I we were talking about this on the phone right before we we started the podcast was, um, what was the name of the woman with the watering hole or whatever we call it? Maz Takana. Maz. Yeah, yeah. So I think she was the one who say who said like I've seen the dark side rise. If you right? it was her who said that. Um, right. Ma, yeah, Maz Kanata. <laughs> right. So she said something to 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 explain. She said some, something like, you know, at one point she's like, I, I've seen the dark side rise in many forms. For you know, there's the Sith, the Empire, now the First Order, and then it, it that I don't know if that was always the intention behind the dark side or if this was a new thing, but I thought that was a really cool way to bring stuff together because when I first heard about the fir- the First Order, like you know, once again, I didn't know what about the First Order or anything like that. I didn't know what the plot of this movie was, but I didn't really look it up ahead of time. So when I saw it, I was like, okay, I guess there's still the Empire, and that's the whole that's the whole thing. And so I was like, and and then when you know. In the prequels, when I thought about the Sith, I was like, well, you know, they're the precursor to the Empire. That's just that's just uh, what it is. Um, but but then the way she explained it, it brought it uh, together and the whole like, universe together in a really uh, cool way, which is just this idea that that the whole point is that the dark side is this thing that keeps manifesting, you know, itself mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, over uh, over and over again in, in different forms, and that perhaps is something that, that that's always has to be dealt with, and that's the whole point of you know the Jedi to to keep balance and order to keep like the dark side in in check you know and actually probably that's the way the dark side people in the dark side view it is actually they're they're bringing order in in their in 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 their way but the whole but i thought but once again i thought that was really cool because it's like it's just this thing you know that keeps rising up and in fact in, in even though like you know it's it's hard to in this day and age to to to, to you know to talk without without seeming really you know amateur or immature um it's hard to talk about to like just have movies or stories just about the fight of good versus evil. Like a lot of people don't accept it now, but that actually kind of this kind of makes sense in this in this context um, in, in in this movie. Just this this, this idea because because it, it, it does actually happen that that you know history repeats itself, um, you know, and and this mm-hmm. I think is a sort of manifestation of that, uh, and sho- you know, showing that that like you know something like the dark side it keeps. Um, it keeps like showing up over and over again. And I'm glad that they sort of brought that in, um, in this movie. I thought that was an interesting perspective on it and brought it all, tied it all together. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's funny because a lot of times people will, you know, make certain nitpicks and complains. And I think there are some legitimate, you know, grievances that some people have with the movie. And I definitely feel like, you know, some people built it up too high or too low. And that definitely helped. Right. When they went in, like, you know, if you had really low oh, expectations, course. that probably meant you enjoyed it better. For me, I felt my expectations were about right, considering yeah. I didn't, I thought, like, I don't know what I'm going to think. But right. by that time I saw it, there had been mostly really good reviews. So 
So I'm like, right. I'll probably like it is what I thought. And yeah, it got ninety five percent on Rotten Tomatoes, right? I mean, that's yeah, uh, yeah. which maybe is that the highest? Hmm, that's a good question. Hi- highest, highest of, of what rating on Rotten Tomatoes ever? Um, oh yeah, Empire Strikes Back only has ninety four percent. Oh, you mean the, the, the high? Yeah, but it's probably just because this is the new one and and all of that. That's probably just what it is. It's not that's the highest true. thing ever. I mean, Mad, Mad Max got like ninety eight percent. No, no, I didn't say uh, no, no best of the Star Trek series. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, no, of course not best editor. I mean, this yeah. year already had some things that were higher than that, because there are some, like, specific, and, you know... And, by, by the way, we, we uh, you know, obviously we're gonna wrap, we're about to wrap up this podcast, but whenever yeah. we do our, uh, our like, nerd year in review or whatever, this year represented very well for nerd dump. Very yeah. well. There was some great little TV and movie stuff for, yes. for nerdiness, so... We will. We shall talk about that next time during the return of Nerd Punches Nerd. Yeah, that sounds about right. All right. Well, I feel like you know I don't like giving numbers to things, so I'm not going to because you know it'll change. You know, maybe a point here, a half a point there. I can't be that specific. You know, anytime I give ratings like that, they're always going to change. So that's why I stopped doing it. Because I just couldn't. Mm-hmm. I knew I was going to yeah, change my yeah. mind. You know, usually not significantly, but you know, when you give a number, it's sort of like you said this was three out of four. What you shaking three point <laughs> five now? What are you a liar? Get out of here! Get out of here with your three point seven eight nine. <laughs> All right. Well, I think then we're going to wrap it up. So mm-hmm. uh, this has been fun. Nerd you oh. later.